welcome to the 25th episode of Out in Left Field, a baseball podcast presented by the Trash Can Leak Network. I am your host, Brian Bexton, and along with me are my co-hosts, Aiden, Gabe, and Luis. We got a big discussion ahead of us today, folks, so let's get started while we still have time. It is Monday, December 27th, 2021. Welcome back to, to Out in Left Field, folks. Um, today is yet another week of something that we love in baseball called Lockout. My favorite part of baseball. Woo-hoo. I love the silence. I love the silence. I was just dead. Yeah. I love the fact. Love that. Love that. It's, it's very sad. Very sad. Anyway, because there are no off-season stuff to talk about, really, except for, you know, maybe a couple, you know, minor international ball signings, which we didn't do any research on, um, maybe some minor league signings, which we didn't do any research on, um, we're going to stick to the hot topic of baseball now. That is the Hall of Fame 2021 ballot. This episode, we have four people in this episode, including myself, so it's four total. We got me. We have our resident Yankees Mariners fan, Aiden. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was expecting a hello, but yes, will do. We have our resident Red Sox fan, Gabe. Hey, hey, hey. And we have our resident Mets fan, Luis, a.k.a. the computer brain. Hello. <laughs> hello. I like how okay. we got the two teams that hate the Yankees the most. To, have, to get and, the oh, two yeah. fans of the two teams I had the Yankees. I mean, the Mets and the Red Sox. Well, and then there's me. I'm Ryan, which everybody hopefully knows that by now. Um, I am the resident Cardinals and Royals fan. So, you know, I have to slightly hate on Aiden, too. But, you know, because mm-hmm. them explicit word Yankees, you know, back in the 80s, which was way before we were all born, types two or three for some of us. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's move it on to the Hall of Fame ballot. So this year is going to be a controversial year because bonds, just bonds. That's it. This is lemons. You got shilling. Well, bonds is the only one that really matters because that's all anybody's talking about. So I mean, Barry Bonds is, is his last year, if I remember correctly. And speaking of how the Hall of Fame ballot works, someone explain it to me because all I know is that the whole thing is rigged. Um, well, that's a very closed-minded ideology. It is. Um, <laughs> because Kurt Flood's not in the Hall of Fame. There's uh, a certain number of journalists that are selected to vote on the Hall of Fame ballot, um, and they have uh, 10 players that they can vote for. And mm-hmm. out of, of, I want to say it's about 30 or so this year, they can vote for up to 10, so they can do 0, they can do 10, they can do any number in between. And any player who gets 75% of the vote or more makes it into the Hall of Fame. Okay, and then to stay on the ballot is what? I can't remember that percentage. Yeah, 5%. Okay. All right. So just reading off the list here, some notable guys. And, you know, Bonds is 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 the most, you know, prevalent issue. I'd say Clemens. You got uh, Sheffield's another one. A-Rod's. A-Rod's another one. There's a lot of, of old guys on here. But, again, there's also a lot of new guys. If you look, David Ortiz, um, let's see, 
Who else? I'm just trying. Tim Hudson, Mark Burley, Joe Nathan, Ty Helton, um, Ryan Howard. There's a lot of new guys on the ballot this year. So let's just dive in because I guess that's the best way to go about it. So first off, do we want to start with Ortiz or do we want to go straight to the, you know, uh, well, the bonds time, debate? Read off their ballot and then we're going to go defending them. For okay. Me. Just read off the ballot? Yes. Uh, okay. Who wants to read it off? Because I've said a bunch already. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll All right, game. Um, so I would like to preface this by saying that I am strongly enforcing the character clause in my decisions, which is a part of Hall of Fame voting, that you should consider the um, sportsmanship, character, and integrity of a player when voting for them. Uh, so with that being said, my ballot is David Ortiz, Scott mm-hmm. Rowland, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Jeff Kent, Sammy Sosa, Bobby Abreu, Joe Nathan, and Mark Teixeira. Oh, you are... <laughs> Luis, either oh, you're glitching out, Luis, either you're glitching out, or okay. you're you're too lost for words. Like you're, yeah, you're, I, you're, I, you're my, too my shocked. Is completely dropped. I have no words to say. <laughs> Sounds like a Steve Cohen tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Who has that tweet on hand? Somebody read it off. <laughs> yes, because we, no... we came prepared by having every tweet that any news reporter has said. Steve Cohen is just not... handy. <laughs> and the fact, hold on, I actually have that Steve Cohen tweet copy pasted on my clipboard. So hold on. <laughs> oh wow, Ryan came I'm prepared. Go ahead. With okay, so it's uh, so the Steve Cohen tweet. I'm not happy this morning. I've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a trusted source. I guess words and promises don't matter. <laughs> so, uh, Luis, is that your reaction right now? Yeah, I'm. I'm at a loss for words. I have no words. Lost for words. Okay. I am. St- I am starstruck. Currently. Starstruck. Ooh, we're getting some. <laughs> Just kidding. So, why are you shocked? Let's say. How are you going to have... Okay, so you said you're valuing the player's integrity, correct? I'm enforcing the character clause quite strongly, yes. And you have Sammy Sosa on this list. Yeah, because and Sammy... you don't have Clemens? failed the one optional drug test in 2003, and that was, that was voluntary. And what is your reasoning for not having Clemens on the list exactly? Uh, Clemens had a relationship with a 15-year-old when he was a 28-year-old married father. And that eventually led to this then 15-year-old country star down a path of drug and alcohol abuse and an eventual suicide. Well, I disagree with the fact that um, the person themselves should be taken into account. I personally this think is... that it's only the only their performance Baseball. on the field should be accounted mm-hmm. for in the Hall of Fame ballot. Well, that's an opinion. I mean, the Hall of Fame ballot voters are asked to consider the character clause. It just depends on how strongly it is enforced by one. My personal opinion is that should, it should be enforced stronger. Because I can't find myself defending someone like that and agreeing that they should be honored. The Hall of Fame is an honor, not a, a, not a privilege. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Again, a sketchy subject. I mean, the, these are people that are going to be on the podium making a speech, um, being honored in front of, you know, millions of people world like worldwide watching this so i feel like it should be someone who is um that is being honored Hmm. 
Okay. And you said you said yeah, Todd Helton, correct? Uh, yeah, Todd Helton. I'm borderline on. I'm going to put him on for now. Um, I, I think the DUIs are definitely a concern. Um, but I mean, Tony Russo was also very recently elected into the Hall of Fame. Um, and while I don't think that two wrongs make a right in all cases, I feel like this is a minor enough case to allow him in. Did you say Roland? I can't remember. Uh, Todd. Um, okay, sorry. I am very sketchy on Helton. I mean, he was a great hitter over his career. I'm looking at the stats now. I don't. So, what are your what is your like biggest influence other than character claws? Are you going off of like their peak years? Uh, I'm going through their career as a whole as well as their jaws. Um, I feel like we should just start with everyone's ballot first and then kind of go into it more. Okay, specifically. okay yeah. yeah. Uh, warning, I don't have a ballot. I just got opinions on everybody. <laughs> so Fair. I might as well talk about my ballot next. So <laughs> I have... He's completely, he's completely skipping over Luis. <laughs> yeah, basically. Sorry, Luis, but... <laughs> um, so I have all 10 of my... Hmm, um, excuse me. All ten, ballot, like, t- all 10 of my votes used because I don't believe in a wasted vote. Like, I know some yep. news reporters, like, voted nobody. And I think that's it's just stupid. Dumb. Yeah. So my ballot is David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, Scott Rowland, Todd Helton, Gary Sheffield, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, and Sammy Sosa. Mm. Wow. Alice all right Uh, what is your ballot looking like i have barry bonds roger clemens um david ortiz billy wagner scott roman a rod and Schilling, and andrew jones you have multiple wasted votes then okay interesting i only have one but i i do think that i mean i'm not necessarily a proponent of small hall but i i do think that um there's an argument to be made for certain players over others there are definitely i would say five players that you could make a case for but i didn't vote for them just because it was their first time on the ballot and i know some players are in their last years and i think they deserve it more than others but some i took consideration bonds. was Tory <laughs> hunter a rod mark Teixeira, prince fielder and ryan howard that's hunter's second year on the ballot actually that reminds me i also meant i i, I don't think i said Manny ramirez i also have him there okay all right all right well i don't have a specific hall of fame ballot myself sadly but if i was to vote i put bonds in because I think for Bonds, you have to look at the times that the player were in question was playing in. Everyone used steroids in Bonds' era. Just about everybody. And if you don't consider that, it's like saying, okay, let's just say, for example, and Aiden, you heard me make this point yesterday, Garrett Cole. If Garrett Cole continues on his career path, or for that matter, Luis, Jacob DeGrom, mm-hmm. if one of those two players continues their current career, should they be refused to get in the Hall of Fame because they use spider tack or some other illegal substance? Well, not if that, everybody in the MLB is using spider tack. Exactly. 
That's why I think Bonds belongs in the era, in the Hall of Fame, excuse me, because everybody in the Bonds era is using steroids. Look at Gagne, look at, you know, you know, ask Roger Clemens, Gary Sheffield, you look at all of them. They all use steroids. If they're getting in the Hall of Fame, why shouldn't Bonds? Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I would definitely put Bonds in the Hall of Fame. And that's my that's my opinion. You gotta look at the times the player was in. Going back to dead ball era. Sure, but everybody sucked. But people still got in the Hall of Fame because they were good. They didn't even though they sucked. They just had less resources access. What? They did huh? not have as many stats to to read off in the nineteen. You can't. 50s and 40s. Everybody sucks. That's, that's just... <laughs> it's called dead ball for a reason. So... <clears throat> Pardon me. Well, the interesting point that Ryan made about um, the Barry Bonds era and steroids. A, a player can use steroids and still be bad. For Bonds mm-hmm. to use steroids effectively means he already had to be a decent player to begin with. A no-name can't just use steroids and then break records in baseball. It has to be somebody who already has made a mark in the MLB who then use steroids to advance their playing career. Okay, so going back to Ryan's point about spider attack, I think that there's a handful of, and I think the vast majority of players performed well and had similar spin rates um, even after Sticky Stuff was banned. Guys like Zach Wheeler can performed well and even had a boost in their stats after um, the crackdown on foreign substances. Um, I think that the amount of players that were using steroids during the steroid era is heavily overplayed as well. Um, A lot of people say it's like, oh, half the players were using it. No, they weren't. Um, It was a select group of players and there's a certain, there's also a select group of players that were primarily blamed for it through things like the Balco scandal. Um, But that being said, I don't agree with Barry Bonds making the Hall of Fame. Um, part of it is due to his domestic violence allegations. He has several. Um, Again, and, those are allegations, though. Yes, but if it's those aren't confirmed. Consistent over several ex-partners, um, I, I tend to. I would rather side with a liar than a, someone who is, you know, assaulting people. Um. Again, it's allegation. It's a so I'm guessing Trevor Bauer. Uh, sorry, Ryan, but I'm guessing if Trevor Bauer made the Hall of Fame, he's going to vote Oh, no, 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 no. Trevor Bauer does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Trevor Bauer is just a no. Luis will agree with me on this. Trevor Bauer is a no. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break here on Out in the Field. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back after this. What about Felipe Vasquez? What are your thoughts on Felipe Vasquez making the Hall of Fame? Because his situation is directly comparable to that of Roger Clemens. What was the question? Felipe Vasquez (laughs) has the same allegations as Roger Clemens for the most part. um, In that there was an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Inappropriate sexual relationship with a minor. And yet people condemn Felipe Vasquez, which I agree with to be clear. But yet nobody really attacks Roger Clemens at all or really brings that up in his conversation. It's because people don't use the character clause when they're when they're trying to figure out who's a Hall of Famer and who's not. They go off their stats, they go off their prime, they go, they go off how they played the game. So you would agree that if Felipe Vasquez deserved to make the Hall of Fame? Well, 
isn't he in jail right now for like a wait, so you're saying if Felipe Vasquez was as good of a player as Roger Clemens, would you agree with being in the Hall of Fame? Because well, I mean we're we're really we're really comparing two very similar things here. This is a good debate. I need popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I already got a snack in front of me, but it's not popcorn, it's you know. <laughs> Crackers will suffice. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're comparing apples and oranges here. That's just my personal opinion. The Hall of Fame voters are asked to consider character. It's just up to that voter specifically to determine how much they want to consider that. For me, I consider that more than others. I, I respect the fact that you don't consider that. Um, but it's just my personal opinion on it. And it's up to the interpretation of whoever's ballot it is to determine how heavily they mm-hmm. enforce it. So I, I respect the decision. I'm not trying to attack you or anything. It's just my personal belief that it should be. I, I, I respect I respect your opinion too. It has a very. <laughs> I respect your opinion, but I respectfully decline. We <laughs> do respectfully disagree. Do we want anyway. more stats based stuff now? Uh, yes. yes, we could. It doesn't matter. Um, Baseball reference. Here we come. Uh, what about Scott Rowland? What are What are your thoughts on Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I do think Scott Rowland deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm just looking at his stats right now. and Yes, Scott Rowland, yes. He's just very consistent. I'm just looking at OPS right now, but OPS, he was in the 800s, 900s, 1,000 OPSs for basically his whole career. He has he's run he's won Rookie of the Year. He has won a World Series. He has won all these amazing awards while also being a good defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Also good defense. So I hey, think play for the Cardinals. <laughs> Ryan is a little biased here. I'll be Very biased. Here. Well, this guy didn't play for the Yankees or the Mariners. So as an unbiased person, I think this is a no-brainer. He deserves into the Hall of Fame. As an uh, as an unbiased Mets fan, I also have. He was insanely consistent over 97 to 04, a WRC plus over 120 each of those years. He was a great defender. He's a solid base runner. He's a 70 war player. Easy. He also has the 10th highest jaws on the all-time third baseman list. So he's literally sandwiched between Paul Molitor and Edgar Martinez. So Edgar Martinez deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, so why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's literally sitting between all these Hall of Famers. Like, there's no way he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. How so has he does... not gotten in the hall? Honestly, Scott Rowland. Are people just that dumb? Yeah, well. uh, I think he was shadowed <laughs> a lot by the players of his era too. I think Scott Rowland was just kind of um, like overshadowed. Yeah, very mm. in the background, but never that like he was never that mm. flashy player who hit fifty home runs or you know True. fifty bags. He was never that kind of guy. He was just kind of um, he almost reminds me of like a Matt Chapman. Hmm. But a Matt Chapman who can hit consistently for more than just yep. like one or two years. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, do you want to go on to Billy Wagner next? Yes, please. I that, I like that one. So what are what are everyone's opinions on Billy Wagner? I'm pretty pro Wagner. This is Wagner's what second year on the ballot? Um, I think it's his like sixth or seventh. Really? Wow. Uh, let me pull it up. 
I have his stats pulled up right here. Uh, he was... I'm trying. I'm gonna try and be as little biased as I can, considering he played for the Mets. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> he is so easily Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, my thing with Wagner is that he's the greatest receiver of all time. If you look at it, the greatest catcher is in the Hall of Fame. The greatest first baseman, handed pitcher, the greatest right-handed pitcher, the right-handed reliever is. And why shouldn't the greatest left-handed reliever also? Good point. Good point. Um, you two make an interesting case with uh, Billy Wagner. Personally, I he's borderline for me. I don't have him on my ballot. Interesting. Wow. Just because, like, I know you can't go off of one stat or, like, one award or anything. And I know baseball reference doesn't really measure relief pitching as good as, like, fan graphs war. But 27.7 war is not – it's not the best. For a reliever? And for a reliever, yes. I don't think baseball reference analyzes relievers as much as they should. But relievers are very tough. Because they do less work than a starter, and they bet, and they have to be more consistent than a starter. But seven-time All-Star, he won the Roloids Reliever of the Year. But he, the only stats he broke, like the only stats he broke in a single season, were um, games, uh, games finished, not ERA, not anything. For a reliever. If I may, the big thing with Billy Wagner is that, yes, he had a small sample size, and that's why his war is slow. He didn't have a large innings total. Um, but in the innings he picked, he was one of the greatest pitchers of all time in that span of time. He's the only um, – I believe I heard that he's the only pitcher who's pitched 900 innings with a sub-one whip. Like, Billy mm. has a whip under one. That is unreal. Like, I would, some- I would – if Vote him. Get a batter. <laughs> I could pick any pitcher through history. Billy Wagner would be my guy. You put mm-hmm. something interesting in there. You were talking about consistency. Billy Wagner yeah. is probably the one of the most consistent pitchers of all time. I would agree. Yeah, just look at the whip. Sweet. Highest whip was a one point six. Or if you look at his, um, if you look at, and that was in two thousand, he had several more good years left in him. If you look at his final season in baseball, he was an all star at thirty, mm-hmm. at a one point four three WHIP in thirty seven saves at thirty eight years old. Mm-hmm. No, 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 one point four three ERA. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, his WHIP was yeah. eight. It was point eight six was his WHIP. That is like the best number. Sub one WHIP. Any year. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's... interesting because I'm looking at the Jaws leaders for relief pitchers, and Billy Wagner is literally at that cusp of the Hall of Fame because above him you have Trevor Hoffman, Rich Gossage, and the Mariano only Rivera. And two is because he had a lower amount of innings because he retired earlier in his career to be with his family. Like if Ooh. Wagner had more years, like I think he was better than Trevor Hoffman easily. But Trevor Hoffman has this higher war number because he had more sustained success, and Billy chose Billy chose to walk away from the game at 38 when he could have easily kept it going for several more years. And it's crazy mm-hmm. because Billy had arguably his best season at 
38 years old. Yeah, his final season. He pulled the Tom Hankey, retired after his best year. Former Cardinals pitcher, for those of you who are questioning yeah. my logic right now, retired at with a 1.81 ERA in his final season. I as don't a reliever. Really like using ERA anyway. for my arguments, but he has never. Well, I'm just saying that was his best year. I was just yeah. saying that's his best year. But, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm proving your point here. I okay, got you. ERA, but he was, he had never had an ERA above three in his entire career, except for 2000, where he only pitched 27 innings. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's definitely interesting because I'm still looking at the Jaws leads for Leaf pitchers. And number eight on that list is Joe Nathan. Number 10 is Jonathan Papelbon. Do we want to have? I feel like this is a good segue. Oh, yeah. God. What a segue. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Who I think is definitely lower than Wagner on, on my I, I, like list, but I still put Joe Nathan on my list partially. I'm not 100% sure on him, um, but a big reason why I put Joe Nathan and also Mark Teixeira for that matter is because I want them to be able to get that 5% to stay on the ballot so we can have that future. Fair enough. Yes, and is that one thing you also got to consider is just even if you don't want the guy, if you don't want to vote for the guy this year, but you want him on the ballot next year to vote him next year, but he's under 5%, you kind of need to vote for him. So it's kind of that tough situation if you have that power to decide if uh, one person can stay on the ballot or one person can go into the Hall of Fame, which side do you choose? Especially if the Hall of Fame person that you want to vote in is on their 10th ballot. Mm-hmm. So how many? Uh, oh, how many people is it again that get a vote every year? Is there a set number? It's ten. Uh, ten. No, 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 no. Set number of voters. Oh, I believe around three hundred. Okay, so what is what's? I misplaced my calculator. Oh, here it is. So they would need five so percent the minimum. They would need about two hundred and twenty-five votes if it's three hundred to get in. They. Yeah, and that means 15, you need 15 voters to, you, to stay on. Yes. So, because that's 5% of 300. Yep, you're right. Thank you, math. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, 15 people can decide one person's fate, you know? it's That's insane. Yeah. And I mean, right now, if you look at where the ballot is currently at, um, according to Baseball Hall of Fame tracker, we have only 17% of the ballots known. But Tim Hudson stayed on last year, both around 4%. Jimmy Rollins is at 7%. There's several guys at, you know, 1% to 2%. And if you don't meet that 5%, you don't meet that 5%, you're just like knocked off completely or what? Yep, you're knocked off. Well, you can go into the Veterans Committee. So there's guys like Kenny Lofton who got knocked off but are going to probably mm. get Kenny Lofton deserves it. You need you need eighty percent to get it correct. Is eighty? Eighty? Seventy five. Yeah, 75. I thought it was seventy five. So if if it ended right now with uh seventeen point three percent ballots known, Bonds, Roland, Clemens, and Ortiz would get in. Interesting. And <laughs> Clemens and Barry Bonds are also sitting at seventy five percent on the dot right now. Yeah, Ortiz Ortiz is first by a wide margin. Seven percent. Um, I I don't know why people are not voting Roger Clemens into the Hall of Fame. I think it's pretty obvious. Just looking at his stuff, he had amazing numbers for pretty much his whole career. And I 
thought it was a no-brainer that he should have been in the Hall of Fame. But... I mean, the character clause is part of it. It's also Yeah, that, that's true. He was kind of the face of the steroid era, him and Bonds. Um, they, were, they were just kind of the faces of the steroid era, so they're very polarizing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he won seven Cy Youngs. How, like, that has to be close to the record for Cy Young winners. I think it is. Pretty sure it is. It is, yeah. Red, it is for the Red Sox, I think, isn't it? Well, yeah, of course it is for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the main reason why I don't like Clemens Red Sox. <laughs> then, he put, then he pitched for the Yankees, so, so, so I, he has my respect. Cold. He has my respect because he played for the Yankees too. So cancel <laughs> each other out. So then he's just a mad player in your opinion. <laughs> no, he's, he was amazing. It's just when he played for the and when I found out he played for Red Sox, he dropped down a little. But then when he played for the Yankees, <laughs> he went up a little. So <laughs> so he's still a mad player. <laughs> Um, but yeah, getting back to Joe Nathan and Jonathan Pavelbon, very torn on them. Pavelbon, I'm, I, I don't think Pavelbon is a Hall of Famer, personally, just because he has had 12 years in the big leagues, with qualified, only had 12 years in the big leagues. You have to be like one of, not the best player, in 12 years to be considered. Like such a short period of time, you need to have more production, in my opinion to be considered um whereas joe nathan had kind of more long sustained success i'm still very torn and kind of 50 50 on joe nathan but i'm going to give him the vote to keep sure. on the ballot yeah i definitely agree that papal bond should not be in the hall of fame just because i'm looking at his whip especially a lot of that's over one and when you're a reliever for only 12 years and your whip is majority of the time over one not the best numbers. He was definitely a good player. It's just consistency uh, mm-hmm. for a long amount of years. Like, I don't know. Whip is a very... Whip is an interesting stat. I don't know if it's the greatest for relievers because... I mean, I think... Had, let's stop. say FIP, FIP or ERA shows Papelbon was insanely inconsistent. And F4 does too. For nearly the entirety of his career. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Joe Nathan, Luis? I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Joe Nathan. Um, I don't think he had... I'm pretty sure he ranks, what, seventh in reliever draws around that? He, um, I, Right around there, yeah. Yeah. He was pretty consistent. He had one of the greatest peaks for a lever in uh, 2006, 2008. In those years, he had a 1.5, 1.88, and a 1.3, a 1.60 ERA combined. He had a 19.5 F4, which is higher than Papelbon. He played for 17 seasons, was it? Uh, I thought it was 16. might be 17. Mm-hmm. 17 or 16. Either 16 one years on baseball reference. Wow. The only, the only thing that's probably that's a bit very very concerning is his walk rate. He walked way 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 too many people. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, that's why I'm like I, I feel like 344 to be exact. Clear on his case, I think he might also end up being like a veterans committee sort of guy, almost like an Eckersley sort of guy. I'm very on edge with him right now. 
Yeah, same. Um, who is next on our list here? Do we want to talk about Schilling? Mm. Up to you guys. Against polarizing figure. My issue with him is not just, you know, the fact that Ow. journalists, but the fact that Schilling is, has asked to be taken off the ballot. Hmm. He has straight up said, like, I don't want to be on this ballot. So my opinion is, like, if he doesn't want to be on the ballot, why should he get my vote? Hmm. Wait, why did you say he doesn't want to be on anymore? I don't remember. He said he doesn't want to be because so he the, the big thing with Schilling is that he reposted him about um, journalists being lynched and said, like, this is hilarious. This is a this is a very funny thing. Um, hmm. And it's journalists that are voting for whether or not you get into the Hall of Fame. So that's kind of mm. the with him. Um, but it's also the fact that he said, like, I want those people to be the ones deciding my fate. I want to be voted in by the veteran committee, which is the play. Hmm. So, so he still wants to get in, it's just by the veterans committee. Yeah, he wants, mean, wants to be taken off the ballot, but they wouldn't let him. So, I mean, that's I weird vote for him if he's asked to be taken off. But that's just my opinion. Again, yeah. I'm more towards the numbers side and not more towards the personality. So when well, he, if he wants to be taken off, it's not. If he wants to be taken off, I say yeah. If he wants to be taken off, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I mean, I respect his. I were. I respect his. I. I respect his decision. If he says yeah, if he's yeah I want to. He wants to go in do the veteran committee, then he can go in for the veteran committee. Veteran. Veteran. Yeah. Committee. Plus, I'm a journalist, too, and if he did, you know, lynch in me, I don't want to die yet, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I do think I, I'm partially biased by the fact that I want to go into journalism, but, like, still, it's, he doesn't want to be on it. I, I don't want to do that. Um, is there anything you wanted to mention before we move on, Aiden? I know you said you were talking about voting for him. Yeah, I, I'm just voting for him. I'm just wondering, for the Veterans Committee, are the players alive when you vote for them, or is it like a hundred years later? Some are alive, some aren't, but uh, for the most part, they're still alive. Okay, because I'm just thinking, I know this year like Ted Simmons and had like guys like Dwight Evans, so 80s guys. I'm just trying to think why he doesn't want to be voted in. Is it because of the backlash, like the news is going to cover it and be like, um, and the no, MLB voted for this guy I, that he so. doesn't support journalists, and he, he he's not a big fan of like news media and everything, and he doesn't want those people to be the ones voting him in. Okay, the, so he just doesn't like the people, the voters themselves. Yes, he doesn't like people getting in his business, which is kind of what journalism's job is. Mm-hmm. What's I hate to say it? Go on. Hmm? What? What were you saying? Except from <laughs> me? Yeah, weren't you? Could have sworn he said something. I said he doesn't like people getting into his business, which is basically what journalists are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But again, um, he if he wants his life kind of on the private side, uh, he has the right to do so, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. I understand his point, but then again, Veterans Committee, isn't that a bunch of journalists too? No, it's players. Players? Okay. I mean, I could see it. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I could see it, but I'm kind of torn on that one, you know? 
Yeah, right. I would agree. Yeah. We're going to take another quick break here on Out in Left Field. Don't go anywhere, because once again, we'll be right back after this. Um, but let's go on to Todd Helton, who he does have the baggage of. He's a few DUIs. I still chose to vote him in. Um, I think his stats speak for themselves. Granted, you can make the Coors effect, but you have the Coors effect and you also have the Coors hangover effect. So you have the yep. effect you play at Coors. So because of that, your stats are inflated because of the altitude in Denver where the ball travels faster. Unless you're, you know, DJ Mayhew. Um, but the hangover effect, which means that you travel from high altitude to low altitude, it affects your mind. Players often suffer from headaches that play on the Rockies, traveling a lot to places of severely different altitude. Um, and that can result in diminished stats on the road. So besides hmm. I personally think looking at Helton, he played for the Rockies his whole career, but he has, I want to say, a 930 career OPS, and he's been an, a well above average defender. So I, I don't see why he doesn't make it. Uh, for, for my case, I don't, I don't really value defense into I don't think, I don't think first base is a very defense, like a valuable defensive position. Oh, yeah. Than on his hitting, I just think his defense adds to his case. And for for the uh, cores effect, um, even his stats that were that are like stadium weighted are absolutely great. A one sixty six WRC plus, a four fifty five weighted on base average with a six thirty slugging percentage in his prime. Oh, I was like, he has a one thirty three WRC plus from his career. Yeah, yeah. It is um um for home versus away. I'm looking at his splits on Fangraphs. He has um he has more. Uh, what was that say? He he <laughs> has uh, a a small performance drop, but not as much as other players from the Rockies. Um. He is definitely an interesting case because if I just look at his away stats, I don't think he would be a Hall of Famer. But his home stats are are similar to his away stats, but I'd say a little bit better. So if you combine them both, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Moving on, uh, we are going to... Andrew Jones. Oh boy, Andrew <laughs> Jones. Is I read the I read the full police report, on Andrew Jones, and I don't want to keep going to character clause. I do want to go into stats a bit, so we can focus a little more on that. My um, thing. That was the story about Andrew Jones: the fact that he, you know, had one of the greatest primes of his era, and then fell off a cliff essentially when he turned thirty. But go ahead. Mm. Yeah, that that cliff was an, an enormous cliff. Oh my lord! A one twenty. Yeah, it's when he turned thirty-one, though technically. Ah, uh, same thing. In two thousand eight. <laughs> Not really. Thirty when he was thirty, he still had a three eleven, uh, um, three eleven OBP, batting average. 
222, but you know. His OBP actually got better for his career. Hold on. Yeah, his career. Yeah, forget it. Mm-hmm. My biggest case for Jones is just his defense and his F4. His Fangrass War is listed as 67, and his career WRC plus is an above average, an above average hitter. And in his prime, he was way more than above average hitter. I. The only thing that's like really dragging him down is probably his 07 to 09. Really, yes, really that good. definitely hurts him a lot. Yeah, because. That makes him more of an inconsistent player. Yes, he is amazing at defense with those 10 gold gloves, but offense isn't really jumping out to me as much as other guys are. My opinion on Andrew Jones is I chose not to vote him for him because of the character clause of the domestic violence and threatening to kill his wife. But stats alone, I would say that Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. Um, I think, again, my Papelbon argument that if you're going to if you're going to have success for that short period of time, you have to be one of the best players at that period of time. And he was easily Um, throughout. If you go from 2006 through 2006, he had incredible numbers throughout and he was one of the greatest defenders of all time. Um, I think he's, I think he was one of the best players in the game during that era. And this was also an incredibly steroid-heavy era as a defensive forward center fielder who did not use steroids. To put up numbers like that are unreal. Mm-hmm. Another interesting point about Andrew Jones is he did play for the Yankees for two years. So who knows? I might vote for him. <laughs> Aiden's bias shining through. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would, oh, yeah. So I would just like to... Um, uh, everyone has their guy on the ballot. I would just like to quickly pitch my guy um, this year. And uh, that's Bobby Abreu. So Ooh, that's an interesting a lot of, one. Um, disagreement on this one. And Bobby Abreu has barely stayed on the ballot in years past. But I think that he is 100% a Hall of Famer. And let me tell you why. The average, um, the average war of a Hall of Famers between 50 and 70. Bobby Brady was a 60.2 career war. He has almost 2,500 hits, sitting at 2,470. 288 home runs. He has all the counting stats on his side. He also has 400 stolen bases for his career. So he supports all the counting Ooh, metrics. You got me. You got me. You said stolen bases. You got me. He also has a OPS <laughs> and a 128 career OPS plus. And uh-huh. this is a fan of uh, I believe 18 se- yeah, eighteen seasons. He was never the flashy guy. He was only an all-star twice. But if you look at his career stats, he's another Scott Rowland sort of guy. Where he's consistently just flying under the radar and performing, and as well as being a solid defender in the outfield. Bobby Abreu played in, for the first half of his career, was in the height of the steroid era, and he was putting up, um, even like 1999, he put up a 995 OPS at the height of the steroid era. As a, a nine ninety what five OPS. Okay, I heard I heard ninety nine for some reason. Nine ninety five is what I said. Okay. Well, gotcha. I have a question. Why? Why? If he's such an amazing player, has he only been to the All Star game twice? I mean, looking at his stats, looks good, but there has to be he a reason. The, he was in the peak of the steroid era. Exactly. He was in the absolute peak of the steroid era, and we don't know if he used steroids or not. No, we know he didn't. He has no allegations whatsoever. 
Hmm. He had a, what what were the years he was in All Star? I don't. It was oh, four and oh five. Five. Oh four and oh five. Wow. So the minute they started cracking down on steroids, he completely burst onto the scene, had the best years of his career um, by far, uh, except mm-hmm. for, you know, he had good seasons in 99 and 2000. But yeah, in 99, yeah. he was insane. Yeah. That and the fact that in 2006 through 2008, he played for the Yankees, you might have changed my mind. So congratulations. <laughs> I am very, it's very hard to sway me, but... Looking at his numbers again, he might be a Hall of Famer. Um, He's also a Mets legend. (laughs) One year Mets legend, yes. Okay. Um, Do you know if what? Oh, what year of of the ballot he's in? If it's his first year, thirty. And I, I do not come. I cannot comprehend why. Like this is this guy is such a clear Hall of Famer in my mind, and I I don't understand why he's not getting votes. The problem mainly is. How was he as a defender? Let me see right now. I thought he was good, but the more I'm looking at it, the, the, the less I'm thinking highly of him, to be honest with you. Yeah. There I think isn't many, like... Career. There's no stat cast for when he was playing, so all I have to go off is uh, defensive runs saved. I'm looking at baseball reference, and it's much harder for defensive stats to quantify. And for his defensive runs saved, a negative 62... And a negative 71 combined with everywhere. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly not an amazing defender then. I take that back. Um, but hitting-wise, he was one of the premier hitters of his generation. And nobody... Jeez. I just tend to assume with speed guys that they're also very good defenders. <laughs> yeah, his, his base running prime was absolutely insane. 11.2 base running value in 04. Uh, he had an 11.2 BSR? Wow. Yeah. No clue what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> to um wrap things up here, because I know a lot of people have to leave soon. Well, just um, not a lot of people. It's just Gabe. It's just me. Andy. It's just Gabe. And me. Oh. But. You didn't um, say that. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, what what do you think is your top five players that are the least likely, like like the worst, the worst players if they made the Hall of Fame, you like riot the MLB, like protest. <laughs> Vizquel is my the first one that comes to mind. I didn't. So Vizquel is now like he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory and he lost because of domestic violence allegations. But get like a forty four career war. I, I didn't support making it to begin with. Uh, AJ Pierce, he like uh, I don't know how he got on the ballot. I, I he had like a twenty something career. He had like a twenty two career war. Um, twenty two I'm not supporting of A Rod being in the Hall of Fame, but I I wouldn't riot if he made it in. Uh, a Rod is statistically probably the greatest third baseman of all time. Yeah, but the whole thing. He's legend. Yes. With their steroid allegations, <laughs> if, if you got caught after 2003, people uh, usually won't consider them. Uh, a Rod got caught multiple times and served multiple suspensions, and for that reason, I wouldn't allow him in um, because he blatantly took steroids after there was a clear cut crackdown saying you cannot do this. Hmm. I also for Andy Petit, 
Pettit. Yeah, I was, I was looking at Pettit, Pettit. too. That would that have been my guy. I know he played Pettit. for the Yankees yeah, I don't for know. much of his career, which hurts me. He has like but... a 3.8 career war, and he admitted to taking steroids. Like, what? Um, how did a, how does a steroid user only end up with 8 career war? 3.8 career ERA, I meant. Three... Okay. Like steroids He's a 60.2 war, or at least. Okay, I was going to say. All right. <laughs> For Sosa, also he's... no, no Sosa in the Hall of Fame. Now nah. I, I said Sosa in the Hall of Fame, same for the reasons as Bonds, just because if everybody's using it, it kind of cancels each other out. Alas, we have reached the end of our twenty-fifth episode. See y'all next time on Out in Left Field. This is Ryan Bexton signing off and saying good night. <laughs>